Hello, everybody, and welcome to Igniting the Spark, Talk Film Society's Star Wars podcast. I'm Kelly Smith, contributing writer at Talk Film Society and a huge Star Wars fan. And today I'm going to be talking about our very first Star Wars film uh, with my very special guest, Eli Smith, one of the co hosts of Purely Nostalgia. How is it going, Eli? Hello. It's going great. I'm excited to talk about um, Star Wars, which Hot Take is a very good movie. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm willing to say that right up front. Yeah. It's a good movie. Right. It's a, And it's a burning hot take these days to say that pretty much any Star Wars is good. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. yeah, actually, you know, I'm immediately going off script from what we just talked about off mic, but we're a week out from a... The last Star Wars movie. How are you feeling about that? I, I'm so excited. Like, at this point, I've gone <laughs> up and down as far as what my expectations of this movie were going to be, how, as far as, like, how much I'm going to like it. And, like, it's Star Wars. Like, I'm going to have a good time. Like, I'm just excited to see it, no matter how much I... No matter how much I enjoy the the end product, it's a Star Wars movie, and I like going to Star Wars movies at the movie theater. It's a fun time, so. It's a good time. Yeah. It's true. How are you feeling? I was very nervous <laughs> recently because the uh, press tour kind of uh, became a nightmare very quickly uh, about last week, but they just released a new promo with a little bit of a spoiler in it that is very exciting. So I'm back on the full tilt excitement board. Yeah, I was uh, I was very um, like nervous early on, and then I think the hype was like building up, and I was like, maybe this is actually going to be amazing. And then the whole press tour thing started happening. I was like, oh no, I don't I don't know how to feel, but I, I yeah. think I'm just okay with whatever happens now. Like. Yeah. I, I keep saying it over and over, but it's Star Wars. Like it's gonna no, be fun, it's so. exactly yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yep. So cool. So as your uh, podcast that you normally host is all about childhood nostalgia, mm -hmm. tell me about your your history with the Star Wars saga over the years. Yes, um, I was a Star Wars fan from as as long as I can remember. Um, I, my very earliest remember of uh, memory of anything Star Wars, I think, is probably the Phantom Menace uh, toys from Taco Bell that they had um, when you got a kid's meal at Taco Bell. And then I was like, I got some toys from, from Taco Bell. And I was like, I, I want to see this movie that is on these toys. So that I remember having some like cup that had um, Anakin pod racing. And I was like, told my dad, I was like, I want to go see the Star Wars movie. So um, I, I think Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars movie I saw. And I think it was like probably the first movie I saw in theaters. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was a masterpiece. And then <clears throat> later on, went back and watched the originals and was like, oh, these are even better. <laughs> um, and then I, I don't know. I mean, I've fallen in love with all of them. I, th I think... It wasn't even t until like maybe I was in high school that I realized that the prequel movies weren't as highly regarded as the original trilogy. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, it, it's all Star Wars to me. And then like, um, it, I I kind of just was afraid to rewatch the prequels um, for a long time because I was like, they're going to be bad. I'm just going to like feel sad about it. Um, so I'm just going to avoid it. Um, and I recently rewatched them all. Um, because I was rewatching every Star Wars movie before the last one comes out, as many people are. And, um, I mean, like I, it was pretty much what I expected, but like, there's certainly elements of all of those movies that I love as well too. So, um, yeah, I love Star Wars. It's great. Yes. Awesome. So you, you hadn't actually seen <laughs> then the originals when you were a kid before you saw Phantom Menace, huh? 
Yes. I think Phantom Menace was the start for me. That was, what, 99? Mm -hmm. So I would have been five years old. Oh, okay. Dang. Yeah. Valid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Phantom Menace, and then I was like, okay, I got to go see what this is all about. So then I watched, I remember going to Blockbuster and renting the original trilogy and on VHS and um, being so excited to take them home and see where this story all started. I remember my dad telling me like, you know, these movies were made like 20 years ago. Um, and I was like 20 years ago. That's insane. They didn't make movies 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and now it's what 40 years ago. So that's crazy to think about, but I remember 20 sounding like such a big number. So it's yeah. wild to think about how those movies been made 40 years ago. Whenever you watch them again now, it's just like, What? This doesn't feel like it yes. should have been that long ago because they're just they're very um timeless um mm-hmm. so which star wars film is your favorite i know that's a sophie's choice question but sure <laughs> um i go back and forth constantly between empire strikes back and the last jedi i'm very much team last jedi i know that's a Something you have to kind of, when you get in a room with someone, you have to figure out if they are on Team Last Jedi or not (laughs) to figure out how you're going to talk to them nowadays. But um, I'm very much Team Last Jedi. I love that movie so much. Um, And I love Empire Strikes Back so much. Like when I first saw Last Jedi, I was like, this might be my new favorite Star Wars movie. And then I rewatched Empire. I was like, "Mm, Empire's really good too. So it's one of those two for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the one that we're going to talk about today is not far behind those two. No. Absolutely not. There's like that core group that's at the mm-hmm. front of most people's, I think, count, you know, li- ranking. Yep. And then uh, Hope, now New Hope is never far from those other two. But I am, we, this no. is a, this is a Ryan Johnson uh, fan podcast uh, unofficially. So yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> you are in the right now. place. That makes me happy. <laughs> you are <laughs> in a safe okay. place. Um, so yeah. Great. Okay. So. You saw A New Hope after you saw some prequel stuff. Well, at least Phantom Menace. Yes, I think so. Like, it's all fuzzy. It's all like, fuzzy. I just remember it's there's childhood. a period of time where <laughs> I was, it was all Star Wars. Like, I was just watching Star Wars constantly in mm-hmm. elementary school. So, but I think it started with Phantom Menace and then original trilogy and then the remaining prequels. So, Do you remember anything from your first time watching A New Hope that really, like, stuck with you when you were a kid and jumped out? I remember honestly thinking it was kind of boring the first time I watched it oh, because really? <laughs> there is definitely a lot less, um, I guess just action for lack of a better word, especially mm-hmm. in like the first half of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it starts, I mean, it starts pretty exciting on the, um, with, you know, Pr- princess Leia being captured and then we're on tattooing for like an hour and not a whole lot is happening. I was like, kind of bored because in phantom menace there's just like constantly some new thing happening it's like now we're underwater and there's sea monsters and there's robots everywhere and there's two people with lightsabers and uh there, a new hope is very much not that so i think that was my first impression that was that it was not quite as exciting as the phantom menace mm-hmm. um n- now i don't quite feel the same way as that but <laughs> of course <laughs> that's yeah. something i remember early on yeah, and I guess I totally get that because this time I do remember watching, like rewatching it this week, thinking to myself, "Wow, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information in this." Especially like after the yes, main part, really like beginning, it is just like let's catch you up on the lore. Like I noticed some little line just about like, "Oh, you don't have to mm-hmm. worry. I just finished." Uh, what was it? Dissolving the re- the rebellion Senate or whatever, and I was going, "Oh my yes. god, we're even bringing in the Senate stuff from the prequels like immediately yeah. in this movie." What? Um, 
And for yeah, I kid, noticed that for the first time rewatching it last night. Yeah. Um, I hadn't noticed that before. No. And it's just like, that, oh. That the movie just <laughs> says that. <laughs> wow, this thing really is planned. Yeah. There's so many lines that I just love that, like, I just, I would love to dig into, like, the science of this movie. Um, one of them that I think I made my my letterbox review for this viewing of the movie it just cracked me up when I heard it is when um, Luke's uncle, 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 uncle Owen, that's his name. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, Uncle Ben? No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> When he says, what I really need is a droid that understands the binary language of moisture vaporators. And like, <laughs> it's just, I love that that movie, this movie is full of lines like that. We're like, what are vo- moisture vaporators? It doesn't matter. Like, this is just the way people talk in this world. It's great. And and why do they have a separate language of binary from all the other droids? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why do you need a, a robot that speaks a certain language to communicate with these devices that you're using for your livelihood? I noticed, I noticed those lines too and the thing that was so fun about it this time was i was just like i love how dead serious every actor is delivering these lines even though they're truly buck wild Mm -hmm. like he says that with the normalcy of like ordering a sandwich at a restaurant he's just like i i need the Mm -hmm. one with the moisture vaporators like it's (laughs) oh it's good um but anyway star wars uh so star wars is actually um for those listening the film's original title the uh, a new hope was not added to the title until 1981 and this original version was released on uh, may 25th in 1977 do your um do your parents have stories of like seeing star wars for the first time in the 70s cuz mine do and i'm just yeah. wondering if this is a universal yes. experience <laughs> Um, not my mom, but my dad was really into it. I remember. And I, I remember him telling me, um, that when he went to the theater to watch this movie, he was just like, they, we, we had never seen anything like this at the time. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what that meant. Cause I was like, I grew up in a world where movies were influenced by star Wars. So I was like, I see stuff like this quote unquote, like this all the time. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> there's so many movies in space and there's aliens and stuff. But, um, now as an adult, I think I can see much more what he meant by that especially like knowing um just seeing more movies from that time period like this was a very new thing so yeah that that's just what sticks out to me and um he he would he would always talk about how this was like crazy when when he first saw it yeah i mean you do whenever you go back and watch the cinema of this era especially 77 nothing is remotely mm-hmm. like this there's nothing it's all just like very gritty stuff and then like star wars is like hello i'm here i'm tacky as hell and everybody's loving it (laughs) yes Um, it's great but yeah did they did they go see it lots of times my parents i i can't even remember how many times they told me they saw it in theaters in the 70s i i don't know the answer to that all i know um, (laughs) i I don't think so really (laughs) either of my parents or not like huge movie people in general anyway. Yeah. Fair. I yeah. just came into on my own. So yeah. I, I don't really know, but my, yeah. uh, I know uh, my actually mom. I do remember mm-hmm. now. Um, <laughs> I do remember now my mom telling me that she saw a star war in movie theaters. <laughs> um, and that's crazy. Like, I don't remember what she thought about it, but the fact that she saw it is kind of a big deal. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That is kind of cool. But yeah. Um, the, th- the crazy thing is to me, whenever I went back and looked at, you know, the details about the, you know, thing, um, box office, that's the word I'm looking for, is that his opening weekend was only like 1.5 million, 
And then by the time it closed, it was like at 307 million domestically. And it's just crazy how I know how movies used to just billow out in terms of just literal word of mouth because we didn't have like the Internet to go on Twitter and be like, hey, everybody go see this. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. It's wild. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it makes sense because I mean, my parents were the people who like went and saw it like seven times because they just kept bringing people with them because they're like, come on. You've never seen anything like this. Get yeah. in here. I can't imagine what it was like to to be in this movie at the time. Like <laughs> it just had to feel so crazy to be one of the stars of this movie and be like, uh, like they all thought it was going to be a failure, right? That's what everyone yeah. says. As and the narrative, at wasn't least, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who knows how true, how much truth there is to that? But like, um, like it was wasn't it? Um, Harrison Ford said something like, "You can you can write this stuff, but you can't say it." Like he thought the dialogue was like. <laughs> terrible <laughs> oh Which, yeah I, you could see where that comes from but like uh-huh. it works in this and it almost created its whole new subgenre that like other other movies are trying to Im- imitate this type of dialogue and that's crazy mm-hmm. that it actually yeah. worked i mean and famously alec guinness literally had no idea what the hell was going oh, on yeah. at any given moment <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> there's a very good video of oscar isaac reading a uh letter from alec guinness to his like daughter and he's just like Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm reading every day. I am just coming <laughs> in and putting on a robe and saying the words and leaving again. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, man. it's wild that a movie this goofy really uh, stuck with people the way it did and became this crazy franchise that we have now. You know, and one of the things I feel like you can't avoid talking about whenever you talk about A New Hope is uh, how many mm-hmm. times George Lucas has uh put his fingers back in this thing and messed with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, McClunky. Did you watch did you watch this on uh Disney Plus this time? I did. Uh this time around I did. I I watched the the McClunky cut. The McClunky cut. Yes, and I did too. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so glad that we've had the same experience because <laughs> Like, okay, you hear, okay, he added a little word in, you know, in the Greedo thing, and you mm-hmm. go, okay, well, he's t- tampered with that, like, five times, so I'm not happy, but I'm not mad about it. But then you actually see it, and it's literally, <laughs> it literally feels like it kind of stops the scene dead in its tracks for a second, and it's it the really most does. alarming, bizarre cut I've ever seen. Um... <laughs> And it's upsetting. It makes no sense because he's he, he's got subtitles for everything he's saying up until McClunky. And then he says yeah, McClunky, just <laughs> there's McClunky. no meaning. So it's like, what does McClunky mean? <laughs> and what does this change about the scene? I don't know why it was necessary. But I like you said, I'm not mad about it. I just think it's hilarious. I kind of I mean, love it. It's like in the moment, it's kind of jarring because you're just like, what? And then mm-hmm. but it does speak to how great this movie is that you can pretty immediately be like, okay, it's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm (laughs) with my best friend Han again and I'm happy. (laughs) Like, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Um, even the like, wait, you go on, you go first. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, I do. I think I noticed this time around and I rewatch, I like backed this part up like (laughs) probably three or four times to make sure. I think he's actually saying McClunky, not McClunky. And I think we, the internet decided it's McClunky. So, um, I think we got this one wrong. So, um, yeah. and that does change. But, uh, everything. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe McClunky means something entirely different. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. 
I'm sure there's somebody out there who actually probably has sat down and figured out Greedo's language <laughs> to some degree. So that might actually yeah. truly change everything for some guy on the internet right now, like taking notes furiously. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, but somebody's yeah. like in the eighth galaxy of fear book the, that McCunky <laughs> means uh, <laughs> he's a he's he's like an old Sith Lord from the old Republic or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that tracks. Honestly, it would make as much sense as just randomly putting a nonsense word into the middle of a perfectly mm-hmm. fine movie. <laughs> so but, what is the idea of that of that change? Like, why did why did he add that? There had to be some reasoning behind it, right? Right. And you would think that. But truly, as far <laughs> as everybody from what I read, whenever I looked up why on God's green earth did we do this? Um, mm-hmm. truly all I found was they, Disney knocked on George's door and said, Hey George, um, can we have the movies for Disney plus please? And he said, yeah, sure. Here <laughs> you go. And he handed them the McClunky <laughs> cut and they were like, I mean, okay, <laughs> I guess this is what we have now. That's so funny. And He's he like, just, uh, yeah, you can have it, but it says, it says McClunky now. So they're like, McClunky. what does that mean? It, I, I, I put a McClunky in there. So <laughs> I just uh, thought crazy. it needed a touch more McClunky. Um, <laughs> and eh, eh, it's like, it's fine. Um, yeah. Did you, out of curiosity, um, actually, do you, like, did you watch this in 4K at all? Or did I you did not. Normal. No. Okay. Because I watched it in 4K. And the wild okay. thing about uh, I discovered is that all the, like, mm-hmm. issues that are both old and new get so accented by having it that sharp um really there are scenes where i can see like david prowse's eyes behind darth vader's like mask oh wow and you're just like no this is wrong (laughs) wait i want it on crappy vhs quality again this is weird (laughs) um and you can see like you know one of the things that um one of the things that we, t- uh, me and Marcelo uh, talked about on episode zero, our intro episode, mm-hmm. is that I am a <clears throat> humble brag. I am a member of the 501st Legion, which is a costuming okay. group that does uh, Star Wars costumes for bad guys, which means I'm very familiar with all of how the armor works and everything. And as a kid, I went, wow, the stormtroopers, they're amazing. They're beautiful. Look at them. Ha. Huh. And then I watched it in 4K, and I was like, yeah, those costumes look like they're about to fall apart. <laughs> like, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, You can literally see things that are barely being held together, and you can tell that, you know, certain things are... One of my favorite things I noticed this time around was that uh, whenever the stormtroopers come in where uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 are hiding mm-hmm. upstairs, one of them whacks their head on the door on his way in. <laughs> Oh wow! Like the door is coming up, and he just w- slams straight into it. And is it just George like Lucas kept it in the movie? Oh, okay. <laughs> is it just like in the background, or is it like easily noticeable? Yeah, yeah. The, I did the thing that was really funny that I noticed. I rewound it because I was like, "Wait a second, did they?" And I went back. They added a sound effect mm-hmm. so that it was actually like even more noticeable. There's like oh, a wow. thunk. <laughs> um, but yeah. McClunky needed to be there, but he couldn't figure out a way to make the stormtrooper not smack his face. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. It's wild to see why. I have no idea why. 
he would uh, change some of the things that he changed and leave in some of the things that he leaves. Mm -hmm. Because um, there's some rough looking stuff that is still there. Um, Like Um, what? (laughs) It's wild. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious what stood out to you. I was going... uh, yeah, I mean, besides the besides the costume things, mm-hmm. once you see it in 4K, it kind of feels like yeah, it's all like being broadcast as like loudly, like it's just so sharp that you're just like, mm. oh, <laughs> that looks like it's made out of cardboard. Okay, yeah, you know, and I mean, I think as the series goes on, that'll stop happening sure. because they got more money. This one was made for a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It kind of adds to the charm in some ways. Mm-hmm. But then again, you see those bad CGI animals, very sharp. And I mean, they were never good in the first place whenever mm-hmm. they got added. But now it's especially like... Ugh. Yeah, I was wondering what the 4K does for like this, the especially the bad CGI stuff as opposed to the practical effects. Like I can definitely see how if if something is clearly a puppet is going to look even more clearly a puppet when you can see it in mm-hmm. that much clarity but so what is the new like the already bad cgi like job of the hut um in the disney plus version like what does he oh. look like in 4k oh <laughs> he's like viscerally upsetting in 4k <laughs> it is like so strange because before you know whenever this was getting re-released in like dvd quality mm-hmm. and you could kind of get away with him being a little rough around the edges right. cgi wise but in 4k there's literally you can see like this weird kind of fuzziness around harrison ford's hand anytime he tries to interact with jabba <laughs> like you can just see how intensely fake it is mm-hmm. and how bad it is and it's um it's dicey yeah that that extra scene because like that scene where he interacts with him in front of the falcon i don't believe is in the very original cut of this movie i think that's no. an addition um there i i remember seeing at some point uh a version of what the scene looked like before they inserted jabba and there's just kind of a guy walking um, but I can't remember if he was just supposed to be a stand-in for Jabba, and they were going to put, like, <laughs> or or if this was, like, what Jabba... I'm sure the, he probably was. Or if this was, like, what Jabba the Hutt looked like at the time. Because, like, but but they he, he knew he didn't have the technology to make a big CGI slug man at the time, so was he planning ahead? Oh, like, yeah, someday yeah. I'm going to be able to make a big slug boy. Um, and it might be, it might, it might be in, you know, 2000, what, f- when did when did this new version come out? Was it right after Re- Revenge of the Sith? Uh, I feel like oh man, I should have had a note about this. But the the special edition, mm-hmm. yes, the special edition was re released in 1997. Actually, oh okay, okay. so right around the I time of like getting people anticipated for Phantom Menace. Okay, which is probably why all that CGI looks as rough as it does. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking of the when they released the Star Wars. They were calling it the Star Wars trilogy, and it came in a box set. Like I still have that today. I oh, guess yeah, they did yeah. that all at once. I think that was right after Revenge of the Sith, or soon after. Um, but I, I don't think mm. I even realized that the special editions came that early. That's crazy. That explains why it looks so yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they released them in theaters, and I remember that we went and mm-hmm. saw them in theaters at the time. But I was also a kid. 
Um, yeah. I was in 1997. That is when I was five and okay. I definitely wasn't like noticing, but yeah. now it's just kind of like, all right, why did we add all of these features <laughs> in the most Eisley scenes? It was fine. It was fine yeah. before. Um, it's so but then, sad. You know, there are changes that are good because, you know, the lightsaber fight, there were some technical issues in the original yeah. version and, um, the lightsaber battle genuinely looks better now so yeah. you know you take wins and losses <laughs> um, um i know that i saw the original cut at some point because we rented the vhs's from blockbuster like i said <laughs> yeah so uh mm-hmm. i know i saw it but it's been so long so i can't remember what anything looked like outside this new cut so like what mm-hmm. does the lightsaber battle look like as opposed to this version well some of the details that shifted was like there was a <laughs> there was a shot where the colors literally swapped on obi-wan and darth vader's lightsabers <laughs> for a minute that's awesome um which is kind of delightful and even as a kid whenever i would watch these movies like i mean probably you know as young as three i would kind of like go to my mom and be like why are their lightsabers switch colors does yeah. that mean something <laughs> and she would just be like no honey but um there's a shot that even still looks a little rough Mm-hmm. Where, like, Alec Guinness is holding his lightsaber out and making this kind of just, like, little circle with it as he's backing away from Darth Vader. Yeah. And I remember that in the original cut of that movie, it literally at some point just, like, basically looks like his lightsaber is completely fizzled out and you can see the <laughs> stick. <laughs> he's just That's winging awesome. around the stick for a second. Um, But, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, if I had to choose between having the edited version where those Mm -hmm. little things look a little nicer or the original version where all the CGI isn't in there, but I see the lightsaber stick for a second. I'd take the lightsaber stick in a second. Yeah. (laughs) No question. Mm -hmm. Um, Agreed. Because it's a movie that feels more charming for its issues like that. Um, Yeah. And so much of it looks so good, even untampered with. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to deal with that stuff. Like, the all of the ships, like, just the models look incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. Right from the start. There are so many shots in this movie that you just immediately go, I honestly, I know that this is a model and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, but it just looks so real. <laughs> yeah. And so immersive. It's it's really incredible work. Yeah. The matte paintings in the background instead mm-hmm. of, you know, the CGI backgrounds we have now. Yes. And, <sighs> uh, it's just so crazy compared to the prequels where everything is a green screen. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you'll you have plenty of chances to talk about that with other people. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't make you get it <laughs> too much. But just comparing that to uh, I don't know, no, just all I mean, the like, desert, desert scenes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I mean, I'm totally, I'm totally down to even briefly talk about it though, because sure. like, do you, th- do you think it makes a huge difference? I mean, obviously it does, but why do we think it makes such a huge difference that those movies are just all CG and these are like actually kind of, I was about to say actually crafted, but that's insulting to yeah. the prequels because <laughs> a lot of work went into the prequels. Sure. Let's yeah. Be honest here. Yeah. But like oh. handcrafted in a way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think it, I, I don't know why I just, when I, when I see in the prequels, 
Like some some things, it's like when Obi Wan and Anakin are fighting on lava, it's like okay, yeah, that needs to be CGI. <laughs> but sometimes they're standing in yeah. like yeah. a a room full of Jedi, and I'm like, this is just a big metal room. Like, why does this have to all be fake? <laughs> they just look like a bunch of floating <laughs> heads. It's so weird. Um, but all of the big metal rooms, so to speak, in this movie are real, and <laughs> it, it it just I don't know. It makes a huge difference. It's so much easier to be. Um, to feel like you're in the story with them whereas in the prequels a lot of the times it just feels like you are looking at um, this thing as an outsider <laughs> like it doesn't look like yeah, the yeah. real world it doesn't look like a real world at all so you're looking at a couple people who've just basically been photoshopped into a video game around yes them. <laughs> very much um mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's weird. Yeah, no, I mean, and we all have redeeming things that we love about the prequels. And as you said, I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll be getting into them with my, my lovely guests on those mm-hmm. episodes. I hope um, I'll spend plenty of time on pod racing because pod racing is incredible. Pod racing <laughs> is a gift. Like, that's the it thing really is. is there's so many things wrong with that first movie, but nothing mm-hmm. is wrong with that pod racing scene. It's awesome. And there's so much they get uh, wrong about just Tatooine in general, but like when you get to pod racing, it's like this feels like the Tatooine from A New Hope. Um, it just feels like that world. So yeah, I love that. Um, even though it's like all CGI, but they somehow he cracked it there. I don't know why it works better, um, but it does. So yeah, it, it's just. I think it worked well okay now we're getting too into the Phantom Menace but I guess the last thing about <laughs> sure. pod racing we can say is that I think that works better because, well it rhymes like, with this movie <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's so true. we have to the, talk the about good it. old George Lucas poetry quote that everything right. rhymes mm-hmm. uh, but yeah the motion I think of the pod race helps to like get your uh, what's that term your uh, disbelief your willing it helps you get past that point. Suspension of disbelief? Yes, suspension of disbelief. Because yeah. the uncanny valley when everybody is just standing still in a room that they could have built is way worse than when they're in mm-hmm. a pod racer speeding through crap that tiny little Jake Lloyd can't actually speed through <laughs> or it would be mm-hmm. very dangerous. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think it's like we couldn't we couldn't have done this in a new hope. Like there's no way yeah. he could have done pod racing practically in a new hope. So we're willing to accept it. Whereas when they're standing in the Jedi Council room, it's like we have similar scenes like this in a new hope and they're done practical practically. Mm-hmm. So why didn't we do that here? So Yeah. Um I think that's part of it. But sorry, we've talked about Phantom Menace so much. That's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> no, you know what? It actually kind of is a good transition cuz one of the things that I was very in awe of rewatching this time was the whole mm-hmm. finale sequence when we're all just like everybody is racing through the Death Star. And it's mm-hmm. again another like really great modeling thing because all of their models yeah. of the exterior of the Death Star is amazing. But even just the flying and the shots of them flying down that little tunnel and everything, yeah. it's just. It's such good movie magic because it just truly leaves me going, I don't know how they did this at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> yeah, I still don't. It's crazy. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, and and there's and when you think about the the mechanics of what is actually happening, it's like why is this holding my attention for so long? Like yeah. they're just kind of flying in a trench, but it but it does. Like I don't know. It's also just well directed action, um, and it's really the only Star Wars movie where the climax is just a 
battle with ships, right? Like, yeah, actually. <laughs> I, I think it's the only one. There's usually a space, uh, a lightsaber battle involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is just a, a straight up space battle and it's like so good. It's incredible. Yeah. And it is really interesting watching this one again now that we have all of our movies with much more elaborate lightsaber battles. Because the one lightsaber mm-hmm. battle in this is so slow and yeah. um, dramatic, <laughs> kind of. I mean, they're all dramatic, but in a much different way, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Which actually, I guess, kind of brings me to one of the one of the things I wanted to talk about with this movie is the fact that one of the main influences that George Lucas always talks about with this first movie was um, the movies of Akira Kurosawa. Have you ever seen any Kurosawa okay, movies? Yeah. yeah. I have not, but I, I've been recently thinking I need to. <laughs> yeah. I've heard people talk about this before. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, um, but no, I haven't at all. They are great, and I cannot recommend them enough. Um, yeah. But... The thing is, watching this one now that I have seen some Kurosawa movies and some more older Japanese cinema and kind of like gotten myself a little bit yeah. more familiar, is that that lightsaber battle kind of plays like a samurai battle in one of those movies. Like very really? slow, strategic swings, almost like it's chess with a weapon. You know what I mean? Very careful. Mm-hmm. Um and breaks to talk in between and <laughs> all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's one of those moments where I can go, okay, yeah, now I see it. I re- I really like that battle. I just uh, it's still it's still very fun to watch, even though it is so different from anything else we see in Star Wars. Um, for one thing, I found myself like justifying like why why are they why do they seem like they're this bad at fighting? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's it's pretty easy to justify like Obi Wan has been living on a desert for years and mm. and like Darth Vader has never probably never had like much much of a chance to have like a, a real match with a lightsaber um, mm-hmm. recently. So it, it makes sense that he would be a little bit rusty too. But I really enjoy watching these just two kind of old dudes, <laughs> like <laughs> just like having a very slow old man fight. Um, it's like you said, it's still very dramatic. It's very well acted um, mm-hmm. and it's a great scene. Yeah, it is. And besides him being rusty figuratively, Darth Vader is also now, of course, we know after uh, episode (laughs) three, mostly metal. So literally, literally not moving as well as he used to be. Um, And that's definitely there's also a certain amount of like thinking, though, like maybe Darth Vader's kind of just like toying with him a little bit, because honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, Obi-Wan is great, but he is old and hasn't fought in a very long time. Um, Yes. But it's such a good, it's such Uh, a good scene. It's really good. And I I think you get the sense that, um, like Obi-Wan realizes that he is not going to be beat Darth Vader in a lightsaber battle. He is, you know, a little bit younger than him, even though he's a machine man. And also (laughs) like... It, like that's why he kind of um, sacrifices himself so early. It's a pretty short fight. Um, it just it makes narrative sense that um, that it is that short, and I, I just I just think it's really well done. Like it, it's very clear that Darth Vader is going to win this fight. I think mm-hmm. from pretty early on, but but we know that Obi Wan is uh, what's he saying? He's going to come back more powerful than you can imagine. So um, yeah, it's just it's a 
really uh it's one of my favorite parts of the movie honestly which is not something that i would have told you um the first time i saw it when i was like why are they not like jumping around and stuff but <laughs> now i love it when i watch it why why isn't something not as epic as like duel of the fates playing in the background as they flip <laughs> yeah, around like, double-sided what? lightsaber <laughs> yeah just one blade on these lightsabers no thank you lame boring mm. That is kind of the thing at this point with the series is it feels like they just keep escalating the lightsabers more and more um, up until the like new pre promos with like Ray's like flipping double-sided lightsaber, (laughs) the like red lightsaber. That thing's so cool. Oh, it's very cool. I really hope that thing is somehow real. I don't think it is, but I (laughs) hope it is. It would be. Is this coming out after so the movie cool. is out? Yes. Will I look this like a will fool? Probably, or the oh. week of. Hopefully, we will see. Okay. Um, but yeah, right. I I I love that that shot. That shot is so good. It's so and here's cool. the thing, yeah. right? Yeah, we're over escalating how the lightsabers look. We've got Kylo Ren's cross guard and everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love them. I love them. They're all great. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep going crazy. <laughs> When it, that first trailer that reveals Kylo's lightsaber for The Force Awakens, I remember just being overjoyed. I was like, yes, there's yes. a new type of lightsaber. And it looks kind of like raw and like, it, like you know, it doesn't look like a normal lightsaber. And oh, man, I love I think every Star Wars movie should have a new type of lightsaber. I think yeah. that should be a requirement, to be honest. Oh, yeah, <laughs> truly. Yeah, honestly. Um, well, yeah, Cool. Any uh any final thoughts on Star Wars A New Hope? Um, let me just look. I don't only wrote down a few notes. I I always have a habit of taking copious amounts of notes like in the first half of these movies and then just sitting back and enjoying them if I'm going to talk about them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, there was a a quote that made me laugh out loud. Um when that guy says, "Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader." His delivery of that line is so good. <laughs> Every every oh, line God. in that scene where that one guy is trying to pretend that Darth Vader is not the scariest <laughs> man in the entire universe yes. is mm-hmm. so funny and so well delivered. Ah, it's a good scene. Um and it just gives you just a touch of the politics from yeah. the prequels. So it's good. Yeah. It, I'm always surprised by I mean I I know this in my head, but I'm always surprised by how much Darth Vader is kind of just a henchman in this movie. Like he is mm-hmm. Uh, Tarkin is the man in charge and even when they're in a room with these other Imperial guys like they all just talk back to him like you can tell they all just kind of like hate him yeah um, and he he doesn't really feel like he's in charge of much until um, the other two movies so um, yeah. or he doesn't feel like he's the the big bad until the other two movies I guess which yeah. the Emperor really is but um, yeah yeah. I, I enjoy their, their sassy back and forth that they have. It's great. <laughs> yeah, the dynamic between uh, Vader and all of the other people who work for the Empire in the Death Star is really interesting. Uh-huh. It's kind of one of the most interesting parts of the bad guys. Because, yeah, like you said, it seems like they all kind of low-key hate him. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> yep. we wish we didn't have to work this with this super menacing, depressed dude all day, every day. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Darth Vader. What a cool guy. One other thing I one other thing I wrote down is I love that Aunt Beru just wears a denim jacket. You never see that again in the Star Wars. Universe. Oh yeah. <laughs> she just has a cool denim jacket. It's great. Um, I didn't even notice that. But I had you're to right. Bring it up. 
You're so right. <laughs> yep. It's. And I mean, I mean, she just looks like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're like basically eating out of like Tupperware too. So it really is just yeah. <laughs> like seventies mom aesthetic over there in Aunt Baru's place. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but Hey, I love it. They serve the blue yep. milk out of that, out of those Tupperware. So you gotta love it. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah. It's a great movie. And I mean, it's such a good foundation that everything else gets built off of. And it's, it's a delight. Ah, good times. Star Wars. Yay. Good times. Star Wars. I recommend it. You should see Star Wars if you haven't. If you're oh, yes. you haven't seen Star Wars, go you see should, Star Wars. You should see Disney Star Plus. Wars. <laughs> I actually Even have this a, version of it is good. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a coworker at my at my day job, as I jokingly refer to it, mm-hmm. whenever I'm doing podcasts uh-huh. and stuff. Who has not? She has not seen yeah. any of them. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, "Hun, please, this is <laughs> this is incredibly important." <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm, yeah. I had a friend approach me recently and say, like. Um, he said, "Hey Eli, I know you love Star Wars. Um, this new Disney Plus thing has all of them on there. I've never watched any of them. Should I watch them?" And I was overjoyed. I was like, I was just so excited for him because, like, it wasn't like me like forcing him to watch them. It was just they were never accessible to him. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah I guess I might as well watch all these now." I was like, "Oh, you're gonna have such a good time. <laughs> like, you're gonna enjoy uh, it I love so these movies. much." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and it's so interesting to see people watching it truly fresh for the first time and seeing what they take away from it because like i whenever i was recommending it to her was like oh yeah those prequels they get a little rough but don't worry it comes back around you know what i watch them in Mm -hmm. release order that's how we're recording this series is in release order and uh she watched probably the best way yeah it is definitely but uh that's that's Mm -hmm. apparently a hot take so uh you know because uh, <laughs> yeah. she watched four and five and then she went home for Thanksgiving and her family went, no, that's stupid. Watch them in, in chronological order and made her watch one. So now she's like completely mixed up <laughs> and has no idea what's going on. But Ugh. yeah, good times, good stuff. And, and the thing good that's stuff. interesting is that she was like, you know who I love the best so far? Jar Jar Binks, he's my favorite. I love him. Really? <laughs> Which is a hot <laughs> <Interesting>. take. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, ah, Star Wars, good times. Mm. So, yep. Eli, plugs. What mm-hmm. what you got for us? Where can everybody find you? Plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Elisha P. Smith or Eli Shapsmith. I say it both ways. but um, And then uh, I have a podcast, as you mentioned, called Purely Nostalgia, where we talk about um, mainly kids' movies, but just movies that we watched as kids. Um, and uh, it's me and my friend Clint, and we just um, try to figure out if the movies that we thought were good when we were kids were actually good or if we just thought they were. Um, it's a lot of fun. We're sort of planning to cover the Star Wars prequels pretty soon, so <laughs> we'll see if that happens and how that goes. I need a break because I just rewatched them, so I'm not going to like <laughs> do it again right now but pretty soon be on the lookout we'll probably do those soon um yeah that's about it cool you read my mind because that was going to be my next question was all right when does star star wars prequels happen um or have they happened already (laughs) soon hopefully yes they have not yet they will happen soon awesome well that'll be fun um and as for me of course you can uh everybody can find me and what i write at talk film society and I am on Twitter at CallieSmith92. 
Letterboxd, I think it's the same, Callie Smith 92 all those good places. And yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Eli, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and awesome. uh, Yeah, I love it. Always love talking Star Wars. And um, <clears throat> as for everybody else, may the Force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>